What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, roots, and folk music. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick reminder to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show and you'll find me there. All right, let's get to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite albums of all time, definitely in my top five, if not my favorite album in the entire world. Uh, it came out 10 years ago this month, and uh, it's called Southeastern by Jason Isbell. This album was life-changing to me in the sense that it kind of changed a trajectory of music I was listening to. There's been a number of albums that have done this to me in my life, everyone from Nirvana to the Dead Kennedys, so on and so forth, and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit in the show, but this album is absolutely incredible. If you're familiar with it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and if you're not familiar with it, well, buckle up, Buttercup, because you're going to learn about an amazing album with some great songwriting, cool guitar tones, and just excellent execution. So let's get to the show. Here you go. We're going to talk about a album that was absolutely incredible. It came out 10 years ago, um, and that is uh, uh, Southeastern by Jason Isbell. Now, Jason Isbell released his album, Southeastern, 10 years ago in 2013. The album was a career-defining moment for the singer-songwriter, who made a name for himself, penning songs like Decoration Day, an outfit for the drive-by truckers. After leaving that band, he got sober and started dating his current wife, Amanda Shires. And this was the first album he released in this new phase of his life, uh, so to speak. For me, it was really life-changing. Um, there's a handful of albums that set me on a different path musically in my life. Nevermind by Nirvana was one of those albums. Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death by Dead Kennedys was another one. Um, it's Hard to Find a Friend by Page of the Lion and Jerusalem by Steve Earle. Uh, all those albums it, it just had life-altering effects on me. And, and, and if you have ever ha heard an album that, that, that's had that effect on you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's just something about the songwriting that's transcendent. And I wanted to just take some time and reflect on the songs of Southeastern by uh, Jason Isbell. So yeah, this month is, uh, is the 10-year anniversary of that album. So, so, so many songs. I had to, to prune them down, and I still think I have too many. I think I picked <laughs> too many songs to go over. Uh, so I'm going to just you know take my time and, and, and go over this. So you know, buckle in, and uh, if you're not familiar with this album, then you're going to learn something new. It's going to be fantastic. If you're familiar with it, then uh, you know maybe hearing somebody else's perspective on it will be cool for you as well. Um, either way, the album is a banger, and it, it, every single song is great, um, uh, but there's some definite standout tracks, and uh, I just want to go over them. So going to go kind of chronologically as you, as you listen to the album. I'm going to talk about the songs that I think are real standouts and uh, give you a little background, what I get out of the song, so on and so forth. So the first one is Cover Me Up. This is the album... Uh, starter uh, gets gets started on a really really strong note with uh, one of the best songs uh, I think Jason Isbell's ever um, uh, written. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Morgan Wallen. Don't really like his style, his, his sound, or anything like that. But he did a cover of this song 
which I don't like. Um, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it's a very, very popular song from Morgan Wallen. And uh, I think that just kind of speaks to what an incredible song this is um, that, you know, it, you know, one of the biggest pop country artists um, in, in, in the world wanted to, to, to sing that. And um, it is it is a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, he wrote the song for his current wife, Amanda Shires, when they were dating. So um, like I mentioned before, this, this whole kind of thing was happening all at once. Um, when he came out of the drive-by truckers, he was really struggling in life, um, drinking too much, doing drugs and, and, and all that. And that's what got him kicked out of the truckers. And um, uh, then he kind of floundered for a little bit and eventually got sober. He was dating Amanda Shires and uh, she wasn't standing for any of that nonsense. And so he went to rehab, got cleaned up. And um, since then has has uh, made a body of work that is is um, just absolutely uh, astounding. So um, this song is is, is definitely uh, one of those. And, and it's a great album opener. It has this very sparse arrangement. Arrangement. You can tell that the whole band is playing. There's a little bit of percussion. Um, it's mainly Jason on acoustic guitar, but there's a little bit of the band too, some slide guitar, some bass, um, you know, a little bit of drums, but uh, for the most part, it's just his voice and that acoustic guitar. Um, the heart of the song, I think, is really the chorus. The melody is super memorable, and the lyrics are vulnerable and just draw out this emotion. Um, he has this crack in his voice that uh, that that just um, really um, uh, kind of ekes into that that emotions and and, and and draws out the feeling of the song. And I really like that he does that in the song really well. Um, it's a very raw song. And it gets into this uh, this this feeling of of passionate love, uh, the feeling when a relationship is is new and you can't stop thinking of the other person and you want to spend every moment with each other and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, the the line where he says, "Girl, leave your boots by the bed." Oh, so good. It's so good. Um, and that's uh, you know going into the chorus and um, it just draws you in and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I love it." Chills on the on the back of your neck. Um, and one other thing that I think is interesting, too, is another line in the song uh, when he says, uh, I swore off that stuff forever this time. And he's talking about drinking. He's talking about giving up drinking. And um, it's funny when you see him live at his concert, the, when he sings that, the whole crowd will cheer and then they'll raise their glass, usually full of alcohol um, and sort of a salute um, to him <laughs> for, you know, not drinking alcohol anymore. And uh, I, I find it funny and heartwarming. I've, I've heard in interviews him, him talking about that and, and he likes it. Um, he says that, that you know, um, it, it doesn't make him want to drink or anything. Um, and, and he sees it for the gesture that it really is, that it's, it's people who are on his side and supporting that decision in his life and um, support him uh, uh, giving up drinking, which uh, if, if you've been in your life impacted by an alcoholic, whether it's a family member or a close friend or something like that, you know what addiction can do and, um, and, and how destructive it can be to a person and to a family. So uh, I think that's just a, just a fantastic thing. So there you go. Let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, "Cover Me Up" by Jason Isbell. Again, this is the the album opener, and um, it is just one hell of a tune. So let's jump into it here. A heart on the run keeps a hand on the gun. You can't trust anyone. I was so sure what I needed. Days when we raised, we flew off the page. Such damage was done. But I made it through, cause somebody knew. 
made it through because somebody knew I was meant for someone. It's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. I love it. And um, yeah, always always gives me chills every time I listen to it. So there you go. That is Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. Next one I want to talk about is Traveling Alone. This is another love song. Um, and uh, this one's um, you know about uh, true experiences, traveling around the country, playing shows, and uh, just trying to get a break. You know, the, the, the life of an artist on tour, especially before they make it big, is, is pretty unglamorous. Uh, they're, they're driving around in a van, usually not in a, in a bus. It's a you know 15-passenger van. They got all their stuff with them. They got usually a band or if they're traveling alone, it's just themselves. So it can be lonely if you're with a band. Then there's a bunch of dudes in a van stinking it up the whole time. So, you know, it's just it's not like an easy thing. You're, you're going and you're playing a show in front of a, probably a small crowd and then you, you sleep and then you do it the next day. And it's a pretty tough thing. So. This one is um, is is not only that about t- um, um, uh, touring and, and trying to make it and trying to get a break and just you know putting in the hard work, but it's also um, about loneliness and it's also about love and it's about wanting to have um, his person. So it just really gets to this feeling of the desire to share your life with another person and uh, uh, to have that person share their life with you as well. And I think that's something that we're all looking for uh, in life. Um, another um, a funny uh, little story about this uh, this song. My son. When he was young, he, he was probably about five or so. Uh, when he said this, um, uh, I was uh, I was I was driving and I was listening to uh, to this this song, this album. And uh, he was in the car. And uh, when we parked, uh, he, he he didn't. He was just kind of in the back, and and he was kind of quiet. And I was like, "He's like, you okay, buddy?" And uh, he's just like, "I just feel kind of sad." And um, I said, "Why do you feel sad?" And um, he's like, "The guy in the song, he's he's time traveling alone." And I just feel so sad for him. And <laughs> I thought, time traveling alone, like he's just misheard it. You know, t- he says, I'm tired of traveling alone. But it kind of does sound like I'm time traveling alone. And after he said that, I was like, that's like the saddest country song of all time. That That's an amazing idea. Some, no one's written a, a sci-fi country song about time traveling alone. And think how sad that would be, you know? Like, I thought that was hilarious. So, anyway, shout out to my son for uh, when he was five, coming up with an amazing song idea. So, if you're out there listening to this and you're a songwriter, jump on it, man. Write that song. I've, I've tried it a couple times. I don't, I don't know. I, I like the idea. I just, you know, I can't, I can't make it happen to myself. So, uh, so there's that. The bridge of the song is fantastic too. I've mentioned this before um, when I geek out on Isbel. Because I tend to do that from time to time, um, and that is that he's one of his strengths is is his bridges, and that sounds very nerdy and geeky. But if uh, you know about this, the the structure of, of of songwriting, it makes more sense. Um, uh, every time you enter the chorus, um, because the chorus repeats, you want to have like a different kind of twist that you go into the chorus with, and so a bridge is one of those twists. And um, he just has a really good knack of uh, of writing bridges that are memorable, that are relatable, that are um, that have a good uh, a good kind of hook to them and uh, so then it goes from a great bridge back to the chorus and if the chorus is a great hook then boom everything works and it's a nice crescendo uh towards uh, towards the end of the song so yeah all that stuff is is uh, really important when it comes to songwriting and uh, again i think that just uh, isbel um just has this this knack of uh, nailing this uh, this this stuff and uh, both these tracks cover me up and and and, and time traveling alone um are um uh, both kind of you know thematically the same sort of song uh but uh but he definitely pulls off um uh, singing another love song that has kind of a different angle to it so here you go let's listen to a little bit of traveling alone by jason Isbell. 
Fifteen miles or so Trying to beat the angry snow And I know every town worth passing through What good does no one do No one to show it to And I've grown tired of traveling you hear it though the time traveling alone it's beautiful and sad kind of makes me want to cry right now <laughs> all right so there you go that's traveling alone by uh jason isbell and uh, amanda shires is on there as well playing a little bit of fiddle and uh, doing some some harmonies um so there is that all right the next song i want to listen to um is is one that you have to prepare yourself for now this song i was uh when i was preparing for this um uh and i was i was re-listening to this song um it, it kind of messed me up again it's just a very emotional song the song is called elephant and um uh you know like i said if you want to listen to a song that's going to ruin the rest of your day Listen to this song. Uh, it's unbelievable. So heartbreaking. One of the saddest songs ever written. Uh, but it's beautiful. It's it's one of those um, uh, songs that just hits to the core of grief and what grief is and how difficult it is. And um, that's just the – I think that's the beauty of, of Jason's songwriting is that he has this tremendous empathy and, uh, and a way to, to, um, uh, to, to experience what other people are experiencing and then help us understand what that person is experiencing as well. That is – that's really rare, and that's why he's such an incredible um, uh, song songwriter. Um, it's a really complex situation, and he just digs down to the core of it. The plot of the song is that there's two friends. One of them is dying of cancer, um, and by the end of the song, she passes away. Uh, but the song is really about relationships. It's about a person who is living her last days on Earth, and her friend who's trying to help her, but also suffering his own grief and, um, and, and grieving her passing which is a very normal uh, human thing to do. Um, and, and, and that's just it. It's such a human song. It, um, it really gets down to the core of what it means to exist on this earth. And um, I, I think a lot of us the last uh, five, seven, ten years have been um, uh, pondering a lot of the stuff, especially with the COVID pandemic, losing loved ones, uh, being isolated from one another, you know, um, just the, the, the state of the politics in our country and everyone at, at everybody's throat. A lot, a lot of people are just kind of, you know, pondering existence and, and meaning and hope and, and all those sorts of things. And so this song, I think, really uh, gets down to the core of, of those types of things. One of the lines I love is uh, he says, we burn these joints in effigy, cry about what we used to be and try to ignore the elephant somehow. And that's just ugh, it's heartbreaking, you know, Um I love that. And, uh, you know, like I say before, anyone who's, uh, who's suffered any kind of a great loss uh, knows exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, the thing that messed me up, um, you know, listen to the song again, uh, was about 10 years ago. I lost two really close people in my life. I lost my mom and then um, one of my best friends I grew up with, Jeremy Telling, uh, passed away of cancer. And, um, and that was super, super hard. It was a 
difficult thing to deal with. And uh, even though time has passed, uh, it, it, it still hurts, you know. And if you've uh, lost a, a loved one, someone who's close to you, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, and, and that can be a difficult thing. But I think songs like this help us to uh, to, to grieve the ones that we loved and uh, help us to, um, you know, maybe – uh, find some kind of meaning or um, uh, reflect on the person and, and, and how they influenced who we are, help um, uh, to, to, to keep their love alive in the world and uh, the things that they, that they gave us while they were here with us. So all that stuff, I think, is, is really important. So let's listen to a little bit of this song, Elephant, by Jason Just drink our drinks and laugh out loud Bitch about the weekend crowd Try to Somehow She said And you crack me up Seagram's in a coffee cup Sharecropper eyes And the hair almost all gone When she was drunk She made cancer jokes Made up her own doctor's notes Surrounded by her family I saw that she was dying alone Alright, so there you go. It's a little bit of uh, Elephant. And uh, yeah, what a... What a beautiful, sad song that is, but uh, one of one of his greats for sure. All right, the next song I want to talk about is called "Flying Over Water." Uh, now, this song is um, not as um, not as heavy uh, by any means <laughs> as these other ones are, uh, but uh, it just has a great um, uh, riff, a very memorable um, guitar riff to open up the song. Uh, the lyrics that stand out to me are um, uh, from, "From the sky, we look so organized and brave." Um, the chorus has this really hopeful uplift to it. Uh, take my hand, baby, we're over land. I know flying over water makes you cry. And um, just has this, this uh, kind of a different feel to it. Um, a lot of these songs are, are more somber. They're more... They're more kind of uh, chill, relaxed, reflective, introspective, those types of things. And th- this one's a little more of a mid-tempo. It's a little more upbeat, has a cool riff to it, and um, and uh, just a very memorable song as well. So one of my favorites for sure. So let's listen to a little bit of uh, Flying Over Water by Jason Isbell. From the sky we look so organized and brave and make up barricades and graves Daddy's little empire built by hands and built by slaves From the sky we look so organized and brave In the heat I saw you rising from the dirt Flying over water. Can we talk just for a brief moment? I don't want to geek out too much on uh, guitar geek stuff, but um, the tone of that guitar 
God, it's so good. And uh, I've seen a couple of uh, YouTube videos of him going over his gear and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the main parts of his sound, if you're a guitar geek, if you're not, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get back to music in just a second. Um, but <laughs> there's this uh, Klon or Clone, K-L-O-N, um, uh, the Centaur. That's his, his overdrive pedal. And they make... Um, that you can find original ones. They go from like three to five thousand dollars, but they make uh, these um, these versions of them that are um, kind of I think probably in like the three hundred dollar range. They're like modern, you know, clones of a clone, um, and uh, and you can get like get pretty much that 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 same tone. But um, yeah, just that edge of breakup, just a little bit of distortion. Oh, man, it's beautiful, beautiful, tasty guitar tone that's what i like about his bellas solos his tone all that stuff so all right i'll stop geeking out on music and get back to uh to the song so there you go flying over water by isabel next song is uh songs that she sang in the shower there's a lot of s words in that one it's kind of hard to say out loud um so another thing that I've been super impressed with by Jason Isbell is his knack for storytelling. Uh, probably comes from his southern roots, you know, growing up in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Uh, but uh, the thing about a song is that you only have a couple lines per verse to establish so much setting, characters, plot, dialogue, all that kind of stuff. Now, you read a book, um, you can have, you know, a, a whole chapter. You can have 20 pages to do that. Um, you know, books can be 200 pages, 500 pages, 1,000 pages, whatever the author wants it to be. And, you know, obviously a song could be, you know, 30 minutes long, uh, but no one wants to listen to that. So writing songs, it's like this really tricky thing because you have to make it it has to have a hook it has to be memorable it has to get, have a good melody and you're also trying to tell a story and in this very succinct way and so um you have to you have to you know be super creative about that so um uh, this song definitely gets to that the story is about this guy who acts like an idiot and ends up breaking up uh with his his partner he's reflecting on her and how much he misses her um that's what the the songs in the shower is all about uh but it gets it's a bigger story than that you can see that there's a pattern in his life and um he's reflecting on his life uh choices um uh, he, he says, in, in a room by myself, looks like I'm here with a guy that I judge worse than anyone else. And uh, there's a lot of uh, introspection. I don't know how much of, uh, of uh, Jason Isbell's own personal life is in on this. But, you know, having dealt with alcoholism and breakups and divorce and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, I'm sure there's a fair amount of, uh, of his own autobiographical stuff going on here. But I can't speak to you know how much that is. You know, um, it is what it is. But um, nonetheless, the song is, is amazing. And um we're only going to listen to a short section of it, but um, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that one because uh, it just has so, so much going on in it. So, yeah, let's get to this song. This is um, Songs That She Sang in the Shower by Jason Isbell. On the lark, on the wind, I said there's two kinds of men in this world and you're neither of them And his fist cut the smoke I had an eighth of a second to wonder if he got the joke And in the car headed home Asked if I had considered the prospect of living alone 
with a stain held in my eye. I had to summon the confidence needed to hear her goodbye. All right, so there you go. You get a little bit of the story going on in that that first verse, and then. Uh, the song continues on, and he continues reflecting on all these things that are going on in his life. All right, that brings us to the last song I want to talk about, and that is Super 8 Motel. Now, this song is uh, really a standout tune because of the tempo and the noise of the song, the intro to it. Um, it starts at 11. Um, it just comes out of the gate banging, and uh, then it, it, it keeps the energy up. Um, just bam. Hits you in the face. Um, I, I like that. Um, it's really fun live, hearing it live. Um, uh, he doesn't have a ton of upbeat songs, so this one is is definitely one of those uh, rippers that gets in there. And um, The story is about tour life shenanigans. Um, I'm not sure how much of it is real again, but um, feels like it could be based on real life experiences or stories that he's heard from other musicians. Um, the standout line for me is, don't want to die in a Super 8 hotel just because somebody's evening didn't go so well. Um, another line... Um, is then a big boy busting in, screaming at his girlfriend, waving around a fungo bat, bass player stepping up, brandishing a coffee cup, took it to the baby fat. Um, just like, you know, this fight and this craziness breaking out in the hotel room. You can just kind of see it happening and um, gives you some good visuals. Uh, the big boy uh, waving around a fungo bat. Um, and can I just say also a uh, shout out to bass players for locking things down. Um, not only are they the glue that keeps the song together, um, but they, they also do it personality-wise. It's, there's a weird thing about bands that drummers tend to have a, their uh, personalities. There's a kind of a stereotypical uh, drummer. They don't usually have their life together. They're kind of a mess. They're they're not you know they're not going to be going and getting a PhD anytime soon. Um, stuff like that. Um, and uh, but bass players tend to be almost like the manager of the band. Like it's almost like the bass player always ends up being the guy who uh, has has he's like the opposite of the drummer. He has uh, his life together knows what's going on and, and um, uh, can kind of uh, be a little bit of a producer of the band and, and just kind of like an anchor. So anyway, that's kind of random and it's not the, it's not the truth for every single band, but you know, musicians know what I'm talking about. Bass players are kind of their own thing. Um, and, and so are drummers. Um, but uh, anyway, shout out to bass players out there. I think that's a cool thing. So anyway, let's get to uh, this song. This is uh, Super 8 uh, by Jason Isbell. And I think we'll do a little bit of the verse, go into the chorus, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit more. Just because somebody's evening didn't go so well There you go. Super 8 Hotel by Jason 
is Bill. All right. So that brings us to a close of uh, all those the songs I wanted to talk about and uh, kind of go in depth into. But a couple more things about this album. One, uh, I wanted to give some uh, honorable honorable mentions uh, to a couple of the lyrics. So I didn't want to go into do every single song. I wanted to uh, hit the, the ones that I, I like the most. Um, but the, there's a song called Different Days. And uh, there's a line in there that just says, just another drunk daddy with a white man's point of view. And uh, I think one of the the things about Isabel is like in, in the context of the song you're listening and, and he'll say a thing and it just, it, it sparks all these thoughts in your head. Another drunk daddy with a white man's point of view. That's yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I you, you know, you just start filling in the blanks with that, you know? And I think, man, that's, that's, that's magical when, uh, when a person can do that. Another song, uh, called live Oak. Um, he says, there's a, it's the opening lines of the song. So there's a man who walks beside me. He is who I used to be. And I wonder if she sees him and confuses him with me. It's another one of those, uh, songs about self-reflection and love and relationships and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, all that, uh, the, the lyrics like that, they just, uh, blows me away that, you know, you can uh, throw something out there and it just uh, just kind of sticks with you. Um, he, he does that so much uh, in, in, in so many different songs. Just a, just a real genius of that. So there you go. Um, if you haven't checked out this album, I hope you spend some time with it. Um, uh, he, he has quite a catalog of work, even back to his drive-by trucker days. So many incredible songs. I really do think he's one of the greatest living songwriters in America, if not the world. And that is really saying a lot. Uh, there's a ton of competition. There's a lot of artists making incredible art out there. And um, and, and he's a standout among them. Uh, if you know his work, um, hopefully this inspires you to go back and spend some more time with these songs. And uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with his work, then I hope this inspires you to go listen to a tip for the first time. You're going to love it. You know, this album, most albums are like somewhere around 40 minutes or so. So, you know, think about it like an episode in Netflix or, or Hulu, some you know, show you're watching. You know, shows are oftentimes 30, 40 minutes. So sit down, spend some time with an album, listen to it, you know, be at work, throw some headphones on while you're um, out back mowing the lawn, whatever. And, uh, you know, just enjoy these songs. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, congratulations to Jason Isbell for uh, 10 years on this album and uh, an incredible career. Things are going super well for him. And that is fantastic because he seems like a, a, a real stand-up guy. And I like that. There you go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody, have a good one.